For Casey Wade, it's all about connecting people back to the college they love. And who better to hold their hand on the journey home than one of their own? That's right. The Auburn diploma hanging in the office of this Samuel Ginn College of Engineering Development Officer reads, Chemical Engineering. Of course, you better be careful, because old Casey's got a grip that can break your hand as he guides you to that promised land. Well, I have a wonderful electronic invention I want you to see. It, it looks something like this. Oh. 1.21 gigawatts! What the hell is a gigawatt? <laughs> You're listening to the Hashtag Getting Podcast, brought to you by Auburn University's Samuel Ginn College of Engineering. Hey, congratulations, uh, friends, for making a great decision to tune in to the award-winning Hashtag Getting, the best podcast in all of higher education. I am your co-host, Jeremy Henderson, a communications specialist in the Samuel Ginn College of Engineering's Office of Communications and Marketing, which brings you the best podcast and all of higher education. Joined as always by my co-host over here, Austin Phillips, the director of the aforementioned office, just chewing that gum and taking names. Big red. <laughs> you know what they say. If you don't chew big red, well. You are a big red man, aren't you? I am. I'm a big red man. Yeah. <laughs> we we have uh, Marcus Klutz over here, a, a level three producer director at Auburn University. Wow, you got it right. And uh, he uh, he's mentoring and guiding into excellence John Sluice, a student worker, knob-turning master extraordinaire, just has the laptop up and is managing every statistic and uh, just technical aspect. Levels of going the off show. the charts yes, everywhere. Yes, look at him over there. Love it. Uh, today we were joined by Casey Wade, a development officer within our office. And a 1996 chemical engineering graduate there you go from auburn university there you go now chemical that's some hard stuff you know if you ask the kids and when in cupola they do they'll always ask what's the easiest and what's the hardest the hardest is always they say they always chemical. chemical that's it, that's man, it. Oh, man. so we got a we got a smart one here today yeah a smart one and <laughs> also a uh what a legacy Right, yeah. your, your dad's uh, an that's engineer. That's true. Yes, is he true. one of the dumb ones or is he? A, <laughs> what, 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 what did he major in? He majored in uh, aviation management. Okay, say uh, no more. Yeah, that was back when we. Yeah. Oh wait, wait, wait. I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was engineering. It well, wasn't engineering. No, aviation time. management See, within. So engineering. Jeremy, I'm gonna yeah. do you a little. I'm a little one of history. the dumb ones. Avi, gotcha. yes, you are. Gotcha. Aviation <laughs> uh, management was in the college, and then business. Took it. Did years Nelda ago. Nelda Lee? Was she? Did she do nope, aviation? No, she was in aerospace. aerospace. She just went and started. She, no, just, she just wanted just, to fly. She just, just didn't manage. She needed. She needed. Uh, she said, "I believe she just had a elective, and so she went and learned mm-hmm. to fly." Now you know Nelda Lee as a development of course, officer, yes. Casey, yes. because oh, yeah. they, these are the folks that you. What What does a development officer do? We'll get into your Auburn <laughs> your career, but uh, you know we've had we've had a few on. Well, uh, and to you know to us insiders, development. You know, we understand it, but to outsiders, you hear the word development. It can be software, you I know, a lot. It can be a lot of things. So, a counselor so people, to help you get through adolescence. Right, right. That's what I, you know, thought. I'm just, this is my fifth career or so, but, and so I'm still figuring it out, but <laughs> well, you're doing but a good th- job. There's very little that. development of software going on in the office. Or that. We'll say that. Right, right, right. <laughs> It's uh you know it's mostly raising money for the for the college and uh you know we do major gifts scholarships name room namings that sort of thing um so that, that's the majority of it I mean there are other things I mean I've done some 
worked on some research projects, um, you know, just connecting people back to the college is what it's all about. Well, and I know how, you know, just in our office, we divide up responsibilities between departments and we're liaisons for different things. So what, what are your areas? You know, what are the things that your your departments or programs you're liaison with? What, what are your responsibilities? I, I'm liaison with the industrial systems, okay. uh, bio systems, and then I help with chemical. Okay. David and I both do chemical just because I'm. You know, David, you're talking about David Manor. That's right. Yes. Pool boy. Yeah. yeah we, we, we've, <laughs> we've had him on here. Did you hear that episode? That was a good one. That's what we, uh, it's a long story. But yeah, David I, was, David was a cheerleader yeah. here and yes. Jeremy thought he was a swimmer. <laughs> mixing it up where Dan is a swimming enthusiast. That's so what it was. That's what it was. This, so. Yeah. I accidentally called him a pool boy, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, we, we, uh, talked with him the, uh, and then we've had Margaret we on, had Margaret we've on had too. Lauren, we've yeah. had Diane. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is she a, as much of a character yes. a, down there in development office? Absolutely. Yes. And more. And yeah. more, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you, we we talk about, uh, you know, I mentioned Dan. So Dan, I believe, is the only other person that we had in development that I've known that was also an Auburn engineer, uh, Dan, an industrial systems That's uh, right. graduate. Um, how advantageous is it in what you do? having gone through this program and being able to identify with the alumni where, you know, the rest of us don't, we don't know. We don't know what it's like to go through it. I mean, it's very advantageous for me because that's my only end. I'm not a marketing guy. I'm not a, you know, I've been in sales. I've had some businesses in here, here in Auburn, but, um, but for me, it's all about, it's all about the love of the college. It's all about, you know, meeting the people and connecting them back to the college. So, with me, that's how I connect. I mean, I I, I do, uh, um, you know, multi generations of of Auburn graduates, and and that's what I share with our the people I meet. It, it's uh, so for me, it's yeah. I don't think I would fit in anywhere <laughs> any other constituency. Um, for me, it's yeah, it's engineering, and it's it's a very narrow skill set. Well, when you uh, when you made your decision to come to Auburn, what 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 helped make you make that decision for you, and then uh, engineering chemical engineering too why did you make that decision so coming to auburn the first time yes. for school yes. yeah okay yeah um yeah well uh, i mean my dad so born in atlanta and uh moved to lafette alabama yep uh population three thousand or so lafayette right lafette lafette I, I see it. <laughs> not lafayette that's right now, those uh, are those are foreign places this. um but so my granddad started taking me to football games in like 1979 and I didn't miss a home game for, I don't know, 20-something years. I, I don't know that I've missed one since, honestly, except this year. This year, right, right. Well, <laughs> 79 um, was not the bet. You know, maybe maybe no, those early years you could forget a couple of those it, games. It, well, may, you know, maybe it was 80. or It seems like um, like the second or third year, Bo Jackson was a freshman. And that's really when I started realizing what's what's going on. Right, right. And so I just thought that was, that was what you saw all, all the time, and I was hooked. <laughs> and, of course, I applied to some other schools, and my dad told me, you know, I could go anywhere I wanted, but, you know, he'd pay for Auburn. Right. And, right. and uh, so that, you know, pretty much made my decision. And then chemical engineering, I, I don't know. I mean, I kind of like chemistry. I came pre-engineering, did that for a year, had to make a decision. I actually uh, went in computer engineering first, spent a quarter in a computer lab, and decided that wasn't what I wanted to do and transfer to chemical because they said it was the hardest, and, you know. Why not? Oh, where, where, was the com- where were the computer labs whenever you had it? Uh, the one I took, Fortran, was in uh, Ramsey. Okay, in Ramsey. So, because whenever I took computer classes, they were in the shop buildings. 
That's yes. Where I, yeah. Now all our labs were. We had labs in the shop building. Right. We had labs in the dungeon, which was over in the L building. Yeah. Yep. It's been Good many Lord. of a night. Yep. All nighters in the dungeon for sure. <laughs> and now that place doesn't even look. I mean, that, oh, that is yeah, a totally different place. Completely different. These students wouldn't. They wouldn't know where they were. Oh, it makes me. You know, want to go back to school, which, yeah. which I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you went back to school. Well, well, well I'm we'll technically in school now. Sure, sure, sure. Now, take, when did just you come classes. for the, for this job? So I came, uh, I started in April of 2017. So I'm coming on four years here. Um, I moved back to Auburn. You know, I did the engineering thing for a little while. Actually, you know, did the programming thing for a little while. I moved back to Auburn in 04. Um, kind of, you know, joined the family business. Uh, came back. We grew sales, sold it after a couple of years and stayed on with the company of Audit, um, uh, Builders First Source, and then uh, started another business. And then, Closed that one out of mercy, just uh, was bleeding cash like crazy and sold it to a guy in North Carolina. And uh, that was when an opportunity arose to, to come here. And um, I met with Dean Roberts. He was one of my professors. Really? Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Uh, whoa. So you, <laughs> had, you had Dr. Roberts as a professor? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I think, I believe it was his first quarter here. Awesome. And uh, I can't remember, maybe winter quarter of 94. I think it was 94 for Thermo 2. And uh, yeah, he was... He was my favorite undergraduate professor, for sure. Well, you got to say that now. Uh, yeah, yeah, I absolutely <laughs> have to. Yeah, I, 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 can, I definitely am under contract to say that, for sure. I love it. I love it. Well, it sounds like you have a good grip on the job, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I know Casey. Everybody knows Casey. He's a great development officer, a stellar chemical engineering student. I know him as the man with the grip. Yep. Strongest forearms, uh, strongest right. forearms in the college. We went down there because I brought some little grip things I got off Amazon and I was doing it and I was feeling pretty good. You know, I was going in pretty hard for the handshakes <laughs> and whatnot. They said, go down to Casey's office and you had some sort of basically like X caliber of like grip things. <laughs> like no one was going to I mean, you couldn't, I had both arms. I couldn't move this thing. And, uh, so, so you got to talk about it. I mean, how much, what's the, what's the pressure? What's the square per? I, I shook his hand one time and, uh, broke four fingers. <laughs> I mean, uh, how'd you, how'd you get into that? I mean, is it just an intimidation thing for, the, <laughs> for development? Give me your money or I will, you know, hurt you or how's that work? I've seen him get a Coke can and literally just squash it from top to bottom. <laughs> Full? Full. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, how, how'd you get into the, you know, grip, I had grip life? I had no idea where you were going with that. <laughs> I really did not. Uh, um, so previous life, I, uh, I actually went and got certified to become a kettlebell instructor and taught a kettlebell get class. Yeah. How many previous <laughs> lives have you had? Uh, it's, it's like I'm, I'm working on a cat here. Yeah. I'm, I'm Casey, working. Hey, here, Casey, the, Casey cat. the cat. Brilliant. There you go. Yeah. I was kind of in that world for a little bit and got into it. But one of the things was, of course, grew up and they make these these hand grippers that are that are weighted and certified and and they then they have all these uh certifications for them so they go up to a one two three four i mean you can get a 0.5 and then on below that but uh, there's only like uh, i mean a handful of people that ever closed the four and and to close it you have to touch the the grippers and um they're not registered and and out there so i can't remember exactly i think the the biggest one i have in my office is a two which is like 200 pounds pressure 200 pounds crikey like, I mean, there was like, I think you're the only one who can do it. Like somebody, somebody got close or something. Ross something. used to. Yeah. Ross, 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 Ross could do it. Yeah. Yeah. Ross could do it. Oh, he yeah. could and, do and it. And I can't do it. If you came down there now, I can't do it. I've gotten into pickleball and gotten tennis elbow, so I can, <laughs> I can hardly do anything. Yeah. Come on now. Casey, oh, it's, be, it's, it's a, a huge thing be, here. Well, I know. That may be the oldest thing that I have heard in a while. 
You know, I, I got said, yeah. into pickleball and I've got tennis elbow. <laughs> hey, I gave up. I'm old. There's no doubt about it. Now, pickleball, is that the is that like the playing volleyball yeah, with a balloon? No. It's just a smaller, it's, it's a, like a small down version of tennis. Small tennis. Badminton. Yeah. yeah. With, it's played like a wiffle ball. Yeah. And, and these oh. little paddles. And, uh, oh, fun. I, I don't, it's addictive. Like, I got into it over COVID. And Tim Jackson leads our little group at Morris Mill. Really? And we have, I don't know, 70 members that well, we play they, every and Monday they've night. they've got and, courts there. Lord, they have them over at uh, Indian Pines. They've got them. They've got well, the pickleball courts. Up at like a sportsplex, build yeah. like a 12-court. Right. Uh, uh, you know, right. with a dome over it's it. Getting it's getting big. It's a huge. I miss racquetball. Well, getting back to development, you, uh, you mentioned COVID. And, yes. um, you know, the lifeblood of a development officer is going and meeting our alumni. Uh, and then here for about a year, you, you guys can't travel, you know. And you especially uh, couldn't grip them. <laughs> yeah, no handshakes. <laughs> no. So, uh, so a lot of Zoom meetings, a lot of phone calls. But yet our development office still hits our goal. And the goal was – 20, 30, what was 30 million, 30 million dollars. And we still make goal in a year that we can't even travel most of the time. How in the world do y'all do that? I don't know. (laughs) I I really don't. I mean, it's obviously we're deep in the covered. There's some, you know, there's some good things about it. I think there'd be some really good things that come out of it. I mean, we did the scholarship reception recently via zoom, which was not ideal. I mean, you want to be, you want, you want people to be able to come and meet their scholarship recipient and uh, talk to them face-to-face. But we did it over Zoom, and we had people that had never come and probably never would come to the Zoom. So, you know, I don't know that we're going to continue to do that, but that is an option, we're, you know, that we might look at is doing a virtual and a and an in-person um, scholarship reception. So I think there will be good things that have come out of this. I mean, we're deep in the COVID now. Let's face it. It's the only reason I'm here talking to you is we're, y'all are desperate for No, 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 no. It's because of the grip. Uh, yeah, I was about to say, the person that but, uh, had the second strongest grip couldn't right. be here. So, but that, that's it. But, um, but, yeah, we're deep in the COVID, and, and – I do miss it. I mean, I, that's the thing I love about this job. I mean, I'm, you meet so many interesting people uh, in, in this job. And then, you know, you meet the engineers, right? In, in the Exxon people and the Alabama power people and all. The, and then you meet people that have done amazing things outside of engineering. I mean, I have a friend that um, electrical engineer started a, a chain of restaurants. Uh, I got actually two friends that started a chain of restaurants. One I went to school with up in Chicago. What's up, Brandon? If you're out there, started. Um, he actually took over the franchise of Hamburger Mary's, and then Auburn Eric, guy, Auburn guy, yeah, he was a chemical engineer with me, yeah. And then Eric down in um, yeah. New Orleans hey, did I, the Ruby I Slipper. Down, I went down there and I wrote mean, the story when he started. And Eric awesome. told Eric Washop, Ruby Slipper um, started out of New Orleans. I think he had four in New Orleans at the time. He opened one at Orange Beach. I go down there for two days and spent with him. Um, did a story for the magazine. And, and at the time I'm like, man, you know, you opening another one. He said, nope, we're done. I'm not opening <laughs> one for another. I think he's got what? 10 of them. <laughs> I, think, I think it's more. I mean, last, I mean, <laughs> he, like he said he wasn't doing it and then he opened a handful more before COVID. Awesome. I think he had plans to start a lot. And of course, oh, yeah. restaurant, COVID hit restaurants. Oh, Kitchenering. Right, so. How about that? Yeah. I had no idea. And then, I mean, like James Dean, you know, wrote children's books. I mean, right. Pete the Cat. I right. mean, it's Jeremy meet, wrote a story on Pete the Cat. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you meet all these people that right. have done amazing things. I mean, and, well, and they well, all credit it. A lot of a lot of their success to engineering lessons that they learned. Absolutely. Yeah. In engineering. Well, and I love seeing you all come back from a trip, and you all you all come running to us nine times out of ten, oh, yeah. telling us these stories, and it, it's a lifeblood for us. I mean, that we're, we're, I always Jim. 
my predecessor, he always used to say, y'all are our eyes and our ears on the ground. And you are, and you're the ones that are going to connect us with these awesome alumni that we either have lost touch with or, you know, just aren't sure exactly what they're doing. And we love to tell those stories. So we really depend on y'all, and y'all do an awesome job of it. And then, again, the facilities we have, the opportunities the student have, so much of that comes from our alumni support. And, again, $30 million in a in a COVID year. So I can't give y'all enough kudos for the work that y'all done. So just because literally no one else would come, don't think (laughs) that we don't find what you do. Well, then just recently, I mean, tiger giving day, we have tiger giving day every year that supports, um, you know, a lot of our student led projects and, you know, y'all do an amazing job of, of helping us publicize that. And y'all are, y'all are on the phones all day talking, you know, tracking down alumni, trying to. And, and I love that lunch that we had, the barbecue. Oh, delicious. Was good. <laughs> <laughs> there are some exciting student projects out there and it, it, it's been a really positive thing for, for the university and just getting people back, um, you know, where they can give back, you know, in, in whatever amount they want to, you know, and that's the whole, really the whole purpose behind tiger giving day was, uh, people like me, people like me that were not giving, you know, I had been out of college for 10 years and I'm not giving. Well, I'm in my fifth Tiger Giving Day uh, this year. I've given to every one of them. Um, you know, so that that's what it is. Start small. Uh, make it, you know, part of your life uh, of giving back to Auburn. And, and it, it'll just become a pattern and it'll become the normal. And that, that's what we need to do. Melissa Hurt always would tell us, you know, that $100 you're using to go out to eat, you know, every couple. Don't do that, you know. Take use that money and, and give back give to, it to me, and and, <laughs> and and it just becomes a habit. And because of alumni like that, because of alumni like you, yeah, um, like making you. a difference. Now speaking of making a difference, is there a scholarship? I've heard something about. Didn't you have you started a scholarship <laughs> or you and the dad or uh, Lauren said something? So. My dad has Unless a. You don't want to. Talk no, I, I can. I, no, I don't mind. I'm, I'm a development officer. I'm just, I, was, I, I didn't <laughs> want to say that. anything. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's. Two, so my dad has done a planned gift that's going to go to a scholarship, and then uh, my wife and I, Shannon, have just started one um, in her father's name. Awesome. Um, uh, last in the last year, so it, it's a very small one. You know, it, but it, there, but there, it's something. I mean, well, here's the thing: is there are no small scholarships. You know, I, I, as a as a person who didn't have a lot of scholarship money myself, every dollar counts. Oh, believe me, yeah. I mean, I, I've got a son here and one coming here next year. <laughs> yes, and uh, <laughs> when he got, he's dyslexic. I mean, dyslexia runs in my, my family. My dad's very dyslexic. I'm dyslexic, and my son um, is dyslexic. And he had nothing on the on the front end, but he worked hard. And when he got that first one, I mean, we were reading reading about the donor my wife and i were very excited about it and and um you know it it definitely you know takes off the bottom line and one reason i wanted to to do a scholarship um you know uh sooner rather than than later awesome well and i just love too that you know here uh david you know david's one too margaret you know they have scholarships um you you can't uh, put it i can't put a value on okay y'all are going out and asking alumni uh, you're not asking them to do anything more than what you're doing. You right. know, you're, 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 say, you're putting your money where your mouth is and saying, I support Auburn in this way, you know, that we want you to do the same thing. So, yeah. Uh, David's amazing. best swimmer in engineering uh, scholarship, <laughs> the, uh, David Maddox Memorial. So that's great. Uh, Casey, can't thank you enough for coming. And uh, yeah. this has been great. And uh, yeah, thanks for everything y'all do down there. We kind of miss being down there. Yeah, we were, not being on the hall. So we were I, have to, I have to track down and we have to solve all the Right now, we're trying to solve Auburn's basketball problems. Me, well, and absolutely, Casey and Doug. So that's that's a tough hey, task. But 
Let me, let me give one shout out to Houston who, who listens to this when he runs every every day. Houston and Beth and uh, Lafayette, they love Auburn as much as anybody. And wait, in Lafayette, we'll loyal listeners, they're in, they're in Lafayette, they're in Louisiana. Lafayette. Oh gosh, not Lafayette, no. Louisiana. But that's it, different. I think he's one of the most loyal podcast listeners. Oh, so I, I've got to give him a got to give him a shout out. Him, we got to get Houston on the podcast. Uh, you should. He'll oh, right. be much better than uh, me Houston, for sure. You have you have an open invitation anytime. We want you on the podcast, Houston. War Eagle, Casey. Yes, War, War Eagle. Eagle.